0: All right, say Good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Tishrei, Jerry and Sarah, we'll ask you for dedicating all the Sherman and this month. And the schus for for Zachariah Dove Ben Perel Shira Shandin Avram Kelman in memory of their beloved parents. And the schus of all those who need Shaleima, Dr. Linda Weinberg, in loving memory of her husband, Paris Moshe Ben Avram David, Leia a soul as a for her daughter. A Lima shleima for our daughter Ilana Bas Esther, and for all those in need of Yeshua. Our week of learning sponsors Joel Hasner. And thanks in hakaras hatov for all of our holy soldiers of the IDF. And again, we should be Zoh'a Sashem, that all of our soldiers should Emir Sashem have incredible, incredible success in all of their endeavors. Our brothers and sisters of Eretz Yisrael should be safe together with their Mishpachas, and Halavai, we should be Zoh'a Emir Sashem to Gu'ula Bikarov. Well, say with that, let us, let us begin a lot to do today. Today's daf is Samech Aleph sixty one, and we are picking up Emirat Hashem on Samech Amud Beis sixty B. We left off. We left off a couple of lines before the Mishnah, so we left off. We left off Almanas She'etin lechamikan. Right, those two das. Good. Almanas She'etin lechamikan. So let's just to remember again. The Mishnah said. The Mishnah said, Ruben goes over to Rachel. He says, kudashas, libe, kudashas, on the condition that I give you money, whatever, two hundred zos from now with until thirty days." So what's the Mishnah said, if he gives it to her, she's mikudeshes. If he doesn't give it to her, she's not So the says, "Okay, I, I don't understand, like why, or we'll say that, that some of these cases are, are obvious. He made it tonight. He made it tonight. So what's when you make it tonight? If you fulfill the tonight, if you fulfill your condition. Good, then ultimately again the, the, the transaction actualizes, and if not, not. To which the Gemara says, mal, lav, You might have thought maybe it's not a Tanai, maybe it's not a it was an, or it was, This is actually a fascinating idea. It's not a Tanai, rather, what is he doing? He's trying to encourage himself to go ahead and give the money in a timely fashion. Kamash on the Gemara says, No, it actually is a tonight. It was an incredible Master Haskell What's human nature? Human nature is that if you have something to accomplish and it doesn't have a deadline, nine out of ten times what happens, it doesn't get done. It's an incredible you sowed. just not even in our professional lives, in our, in our personal lives as well. Just if something, if all of us are busy, right? Baruch Hashem, we're running in so many different directions and doing so many different things. And sometimes things just get lost in the shuffle, not because they're unimportant, but just simply because they get eclipsed by something else. When you give yourself a deadline, you tell yourself, I'm going to accomplish X, and it's going to be accomplished by so-and-so time, Lizaruze nafshe Sometimes what that does is that encourages you to get the job done and doesn't let it fall by the wayside of life. Okay, over here it happens, Gemara says, no, no, that's not what his intention is. intention, Mamish, is to go ahead and create is to create the natural tonight. Okay, good, let's go right there. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, oh, I'm sorry. Good. So on the condition that I have 200 Zos. or so remember, it gets, what's Talacha. Ruven says Rachel, this is Haryat Mekudesh, on the condition that I have 200 Zos. What does the Mishnah say? If he has 200 zuz, then she's Mekudesh. I, the Gemara so I say. So the inference from that is, if we don't know him to have 200 Zos, she's not Mekudesh. I have So we'll say, but one second, why aren't we choshish? We'll say first wide line sixty B. Why aren't we choshish? That maybe he does have. In other words, maybe he does have money. We just don't know about it, right? Isn't that possible? I'm sorry. Just right. Maybe he does have money. We just we just don't know about it. Furthermore, 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 we don't chashinon yishlo. The Bresa actually says that in these cases we have to be choshish to maybe he does have the money to when the most says, How we do how when the Mishnah says that Ruben goes over to Rakhla, he says, Become a me be on the condition that I have 200 zos. So the Mishnah essentially says, If we don't know that he has 200 zos, then ultimately again she's not a What does mean she's not a It's not a vadaikidushin. When the Bresa says, Chashinon, that he has 200 zos, it means. It's Suffolk kiddushin. So we'll say what comes out of it is something that's fascinating. When Ruven goes over to Rachel and he says to her, "Become a when on the condition that I have two hundred zuz." So we'll say she is from that moment on Suffolk mikudeshas. Now, again, if it turns out that he has money, then she's Vadai Mikudashas, certain mikudeshas. But interestingly enough, there's always going to be a, like the specter of kiddushin hanging over her. It's always going to be Suffolk mikudeshas. Because maybe he has the money. We just we just don't know about it. Very interesting. Amenas she'erich ma'zayim zos. So I'll we'll say so again. Haloch lemaisa Mishnah said. He says to become a kodesh to me on the condition that I show you two hundred zos. So I'll say so now again. Let's say he like he takes her to the bank. He says, look, two hundred zos, right? So Lamaisa again, that's not what he means. We understand that tonight then what is he referring to? He's referring to his own money. So, Tana Mishalo. when she agrees to this, the says she's agreeing under the premise that he has 200 Zos. That, that's what she's agreeing to over here. Okay. Similarly, again, if he's a money changer, if he's a money changer, and he says, I'm going to show you 200 Zos. And he shows her 200 Zos. Where are the 200 Zos? Right on the table in front of him. That's not in the Why, says the Gemara? Now, the Gemara says, Pshita, that's obvious. In other words, based on what we just said before, when he talks about money, about say, when you talk about money in Kiddushin, and showing her money in Kiddushin, how do we understand showing her money in Kiddushin? What does that mean, that he's showing her money? His money. His money. So showing her someone else's money is obviously irrelevant. To which the Gemara says, No, no, no. Lo I will say, the money changer case is an interesting one. Why is it interesting? Because the money changer case, when there's money on the table, we'll say, remember, how does the money changer make his money? How does he make his money? I guess he can make his money in a couple of different ways, but one of the ways he can make his money is, he gets a chilek of every transaction. So therefore, technically speaking, when there's literally money on the table, I will say, who's, who, who has a chilek in the money on the table? The Shulchani. So he can show her 200 Zuz. Is that 200 Zuz his? No. But a chalik of that 200 zos is, or maybe there is enough money on the table that combined all the money, there is 200 zos worth of his profit embedded in that. So that's not what that's not, but that might be true, but that's not her das. Her das is if you promise me that you have money, or you promise me to show me money, you're showing me your money, exclusively your money. If you're not showing me your money, then the tonight, ultimately, again, has not been satisfied. Incredible, I will say, that's our Mishnah, I'm not sheesh, base core offer, so we'll say, so now we're transitioning to a similar case, just not going from money to real estate. Ruben says to I'll become a to me on the condition that I have base core, I will say base core, base core, actually, it's funny, it's you know, funny, it doesn't actually refer to, let's say, area of land. What it actually refers to is the amount of land that can produce a certain amount of produce. So he says, on the condition that I have a base core, we'll say base core, is 75,000 amos. I have a 75, lot of land. That's 75,000 amos of land. So he says, on the condition that I have a base core of land. So what does the Mishnah say? As long as he's got the land, she's so we'll say, if he says to her, become mikudashas in the condition that I have land in a particular place, in yeh shlova Okay, so if he has it, she's mikudashas. Veim love, in mikudashas. If he doesn't have it, she's not mikudashas. Amanas she'erech, base core offer. Interesting. Become mikudashas in the condition that I show you a base core of land. I'm going to show it to you. Harei zu mikudashas She's Nikudeshis as long as he shows it to her. And I will say now, just like the money cases, all of these are assuming that who owns the land, who owns the land? Ruvain owns the land. Then Hera babika in the Nikudeshes. So therefore I will say if he takes her to a large valley and shows her land and says, Look, look at the land. Right? That's not Nikudesh, right? She's not interested in seeing land. She's interested in seeing Ruvain's land. Incredible. So it says the chosh, Shema Yeshlo. Uh, so i say, go back to the first case, right? So Ruben goes over to Rachel. He says, Become Mikudeshas beyond the condition that I have a base core of land. So what did the Mishnah say? She's Mikudeshas as long as he has it. Which makes it sound from the Mishnah that if, we, if he doesn't have it, she's not Mikudeshas. Aye. But maybe we should be Choshesh that he does have it, and we just don't know about it. To which the Gemara says, V'otai. Furthermore, we learn, Chashin or But say, In fact, the Brysa says that. The Bryce says, you have to be Khoshish that maybe somewhere, somehow, he does have land, and therefore, she should be Safik Mikudeshas. To which the Gemara says, you're right, Lokashia, Habikidushe Vadai, Habikidushe Safik. We'll say, you're right, the Mishnah is talking about Kidushe Vadai. We'll say, how do you establish a case of Kidushe Vadai, certain Kidushin? By knowing with certainty that he has land. The Bryce says, however, when you make it tonight like this, Rachel's gonna be Mikudeshas misafek. Why? that maybe he does have land somewhere that we don't know about. So think about it one second. So effectively, what you've done is you've stated the same case twice. So let's go back for a second. Rubei says to Rachel, on the condition that I have 200 Zos. So what's in that case? What's in that case? What's If he has the money, then what? What if he doesn't have the money? Suffic Mikudeshas, right? That's what comes out of this. Right. So why? Why? Maybe he has the money somewhere. Okay, now case two. Right, Ruben says, Mikudeshas Lee. I'm anas that I have a base core of land. What's the locha? What's the if he has it? If he doesn't have it, suffic meas. It's the same as it's the same halo in all of these cases. What we're saying is even if we don't know that Ruven possesses the money or Ruven doesn't we don't know Ruven possesses the land, we have to be koshes that maybe he does. So so that's supposed to say it's the same concept. So the Gemara says Gabi Zuzi, sorry, Gabi Gabi Why do you have to state the same concept of Safek mikudeshas in both cases? I'll tell you why the Gemara says Shrichov, the Ashmo, Gabi Zuzi Mishum Davidi isniped out of like this. I understand why she's suffering in the case of money. Why? Rabbi, say people hide money. People hide money, right? They hide money, right? It's in the news now. Who's the senator from New Jersey, Menendez? Right. Again, it's good to have spare cash at home, gold bars, right? It's good. It's good to have it. You never know, right? People do hide money. People do hide money. Land, land can't really hide. In other words, people know about land ownership. They know about land ownership. So because of that, again, I understand why by the case of land, I'm oh, sorry, by the case of money, but by land, ultimately again, by, 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 by land, ultimately again, I would have thought that if he had it, we would know about it. Kamash Kamash Even by land, even by land. You know, you see this, sometimes you see this like... Um, like when people, high-profile people purchase real estate, often they're purchasing it through companies, right? They're not necessarily purchasing it as individuals. So again, see, even land, it could be, even land, it could be that halokha ma'isa the person owns it, but ultimately, again, no one knew about it. All right? Incredible. So what it says is as follows. So what it says, Remembering the Mishnah said on the condition that ultimately, again, I have land in a particular area, and so what's Alakha? If he has the land in the area, good if not not. So pshita. That's obvious. So Maudatema, what would you have thought? Listen to this. So now Rubin says Rachel. Become a on the condition that I have land, we'll call it in in uh in in uh Beit Shemesh. Right? And then it turns out that he has land in the Galiel. So he has land. So right, so remember, what does the Mishnah say? If he doesn't have the land in Beit Shemesh, so then at the end of the day, she's not in So the Gemara says, what would you have thought? So it's obvious, he didn't fulfill the Tanai. So what would I have thought? I would have thought he could say to her, listen, what does it matter to you, Rachel, if the land is in Beit Shemesh or the land is in the Galil? At the end of the day, it's on me to transport the produce home and to take care of the business and take care of the agriculture. So it should not really matter to you the location of the land. Kamash saying, a Tanai is a Tanai? Is a Tanai And since he indicated to her that I land in this particular spot, this particular place, if he doesn't satisfy the Tanai, then ultimately again she is not Mekudashas. Okay. I'm sorry, sorry so we're good. Sigmar says as follows, Amnasha mm-hmm. erik base core offer. Then we the Mishnah said, on the condition that he So Ruben says to Rachel, become Mikudash on the condition that I show you a base core of land. So we'll say, what's that If he had, if he owns the land, she's Kudashas if he doesn't own the land, she's not in the Kudoshes. To which the Gemara says, Tana, lo niskav nozu mishelo. We'll say, remember again, he's not just showing her land, right? What is he doing? He's showing her, he's showing her his land. Okay? If you now Allah says if he shows her land in the valley, right? words, we'll say, what does it mean he shows land in the valley? He shows her land, but it's not his land. It's not his land. She's not in the Kudoshes. So pshita dinukit dinokit bedistura, Sorry, pshita So we'll say, what, what does this mean? We're talking about a case where he's a sharecropper. So I'll we'll say, let's say he shows her land in which he has a sharecropping agreement. So I'll we'll say, I might have thought that that satisfies the obligation or the t'nai. Kamash malon, it doesn't. It doesn't. When he tells her, I want to show you land in the valley. I will say, what, he, what is he saying? What? How do we understand that tonight? What kind of land do I want to show you? My land. I will say, what's the definition of my land? What's the definition of my land? Right, A land that I and, and only I own. A, a land that I and only I own alone. Does that make sense? Is that good English? Right. Okay. I say, good. <laughs> this guy. I'm better. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Now, actually, now you know what? Now, now I'm doubling down on that. Right. <laughs> a land that I and only I own alone. Right. And I was yes. Now it has a ring to it. I so the so nice again. So that's the so that kamash Even though an artist, a sharecropper, owns a percentage. we'll say it's just like the shulchani case that we saw before. He shows you the table of money. There might, maybe, there is a combined two hundred zoos. But that's not all his money. When he says, I'm going to show you my land, he means my land. So as a, even if he has a sharecropping agreement, that's not enough. Good. So let's listen to this. Kabi Hektish Tan. I will say, by Hektish. So remember, by Hektish means a person is going to be Makadesh, a person is consecrating their land. So for example, it says, a Makdish Sadeu. Now, interestingly enough, the case over here, the, the actual way this case is going to, to work out is, it's actually not a case of a person consecrating his land. Rather, again, it's a person ultimately redeeming his sdei his ancestral land from Hekdish. So the ancestral land was consecrated. He's now redeeming that ultimately again from Hekdish. So makadish Sadehu, so Sabh so says, so a person consecrated his land and now he wants to go ahead and redeem it. She so says so the way this works, well that let, let's see, let's see. He says over here says, Bishasayovel during the Yovel And was take a look at Rashi for just a moment, Bishasa Yovel, Bizmasha Yovel Noeg, Shekosdea Huza Pidyono Shavem Migzera Sakosov. So we we'll say the way this works is as follows. So when it says b'shas yovel doesn't mean during the yovel year. B'shas means when the concept of yovel applies. So when the concept of yovel is in effect, ultimately, again, there is a process for redeeming ancestral land. The way that, the way that works, as we're going to see in just a moment, is no sin bezera chomer soorim. Chamishim Shekel Kassaf. So say, so essentially, for every core, right, for every core, Homer is a core, for every core, ultimately again, of Saorim of barley that the field has the ability to go ahead and produce, you pay 50 shekels. Shabbos so say, interestingly enough, redemption of an ancestral field during the time when Yobel is in effect is based on. The potential output of that field. So, for every core, for every chomer, for every core, that ultimately, again, the field has the ability to produce halacha so That's fifty shekel. It's fifty shekel. That that becomes redemption amount. Fine. So I'll we'll say, what's the halacha? So I'll we'll say. So therefore, what we do is obviously we look at the entire area of the land. So here's an interesting, interesting point. What if on the field there were nika'im amukim asar Um Ditches, thank you, ditches, right? Ditches in the, ditches in the, in the field that ultimately, again, go down, go down 10 Fahim. So they extend down relatively, relatively deep, right? Or you have rocks, right? You have rocks or mounds that extend more than 10 tfachim. So we'll say, they're not counted as part of the field. Interesting. In other words, for this, for this, calculation, for this calculation of redemption, so either again, ditches that are more than 10 fucking deep. And I will say, if you notice, by the way, the area of the ditch actually doesn't matter. Right? What matters is the, is the depth of the ditch. Right? So ditches more than 10 fucking deep ultimately again are not counted. And mounds more than ten tefachim high are not counted. Pachos mikan nim dade nima. Less than that amount, they're counted together with the field. Interesting. So the gemara says, "The Maybe okay. So I understand why perhaps those those areas, right? The ditch that is ten tefachim deep, or the mound that is ten tefachim high. Were not included in the hekdish declaration of the field. Why, Rabbeu said, Because at that height or that depth, essentially, what happens? They kind of they have they have an identity of their own. So I understand why they're not mekudash. The they weren't consecrated together with the field. But however, again, the Gemara says <speaking in> the <Hebrew> Why not? Why not go ahead and have them achieve a level of kiddushin, a level of a hekdish? On their own. In other words, let, let, them, let them achieve a hectic status independently of the field. But say, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, So say I understand why the mound and the ditch won't be counted as part of the primary field. Because, again, because of the height, because of the depth... They have a chashivas of their own. Look at the next vashi. So why don't you just calculate them on their own? In other words, for redemption purposes. For redemption purposes. In other words, the price is saying they're not counted as part of the field for redemption purposes. Fine. So, but let them be counted on their own independently. To which the gemara says base core So maybe you'll say, well, one second. Maybe I'll say an area less than a base core simply is not counted towards this redemption. Because remember again, the redemption formula I will say is how much, right, how much barley could a particular field create within a particular amount of land. So maybe if it's not a base core. It's not included in the calculation of redemption. Or I'm the cash on that. The Pasik says Soda. We both say the Pasik says field. So or why does the Pasik have to say field? Because both say the fishina Because the Pasik uses lotion of Zera, Khomer Sorim. Right. We look at how much. Ultimately, again, how much how many how much we measure how many Kurim, how much Kur could one field produce of barley? So I would have said, only el-shek dish, Therefore, again, it sounds like the only time that this redemption formula applies, ultimately, again, is when you've produced a field that is, cre- that is capable of at least creating or at least producing a core of barley. So the Gemara says, minayin the rabos tarkov, tarkov, say, how do you know that Allah l'mayisah, the ability to go ahead and consecrate the field of any size of any size ultimately again will be subject to this redemption formula again a prorated formula nikomakom <inaudible> the Also, the says sada what does sada teach you what does Sada teach you no matter what size of the field that you consecrate a the consecration is valid b the, kind, the redemption formula will still apply. So, what's the case? So, but, so if I was like, let's just go back for just a second, right? So, remember again, we're trying to figure it out now. So, I understand if I have a field, I have an ancestral field that I was makdish, and I want to go ahead and redeem it. The way to redeem it is is fifty shekel per core of barley that could be produced in this field. That's the redemption formula. And now, the Bryson, or the Mishnah, or the b'risa, the Mishnah introduced me to the concept that ultimately, again, if there are ditches more than ten tfahim, or mounds more than ten tefachim, they're not counted as part of the field. To which the Gemara says, "Okay, count them independently. Count them independently." So, therefore, the Gemara says, Amar What's the case? Interesting. What are we talking about? Rabbi are talking about ditches that are filled with water. Rabbi so in other words, so the have to say that the ditch should be counted independently. Rabbi is what? Is that you could plant in it? You could plant in it. So see how much it could produce. Create your redemption formula based on that. The Gemara answers, we're talking about unplantable or unusable ditches. Why are they unusable? They have water. They have water. Therefore, I say, they're not counted as part of the field, ultimately, again, for the redemption formula. And they're also not counted on their own. Deikonami diktani, we learned, dumya dislam will say, it equates the ditches with the large mounds. Just like a large mound, you can't plant on it. It's unplantable. So, so to, again, the ditches in question are also unplantable as well. nami. So, we'll say, if that's the case, I don't understand. If that's the case, we're talking about ditches that are filled with water, so then why does it have to be 10 tfakim in order to be excluded from the count of the field? Why not even less than 10 I don't know what we'll remember going back for just a second when we speak about remember the, the Mishnah said ditches ten t'fakim or more mounds ten t'fakim or more the inference from that is if the ditch is nine t'fakim what's that we include it as part of the field but I don't understand if it's filled with water filled with water, then no matter what the depth is ultimately it should be excluded from the field so I'll we'll see that very interesting thing says Hano nagi, sorry. Hano nagani da'ara mikru, shadura da'ara mikru. So we'll say when you have ditches that are less than ten tefachim, those are called, those are called, um, those are called nagani da'ara. Rashi says, or nagani da'ara hanekam kruin agonos hakarka Shemai mismanz l'tocham. They're called like, like watering spots or irrigation ditches. In other words, less than 10 tfaqim that, that, that are filled with water is considered to be something which actively services the rest of the field. Similarly, again, when you have mounds that are less than 10 tfaqim, that's called shidra da'ara. Shidra means like the spine of the land. In other words, there's a recognition of Osai that the topography of any given field is not necessarily just straight. So therefore, again, less than 10 tfaqim, it's just considered to be part of an, an appendage of the field. More than ten tefachim already again. That's more significant. That's considered to be independent. Incredible. So the Gemara says, sure, right? Uh, good. So gabim mecher. So gabim mecher. So i So remember up until now, we've been learning about hektish. So most So the halacha by hektish once again is now. This is a very specific case of hektish. I'm um, bimaktish ancestral land. The steiachuzah. So now again, if I want to go ahead and redeem my steiachuzah. When the laws of Yovel are in effect, uh, there's this redemption formula based on output, based on how many base core of barley the field could create. What I've now learned is, if the field has ditches of 10 Tzvachim or more, or mounds of more than 10 Tzvachim or more, what's the They are not included in the redemption formula. That's by hektish. <coughs> they will say contrast that, it's actually very interesting. Gabi Mecher, what about by a sale of land? I'm selling real estate. I'm selling real estate. I'm selling, I'm saying, watch this. I'm selling Reuven, a base core of land. And what happens? So i will say, what happens? What happens? It turns out that there are ditches, more than 10 Tfachim, or mounds, more than 10 Tfachim. Ultimately, again, i will say, they are not counted... As part of the sale, they're not, right? so they're not counted as part of the base core. As part of the base core, less Ultimately, again, they're counted. They're counted. Interesting enough, Mar said, even though what? In other words, they're not counted. So, here's the chak. they're not counted as part of the field, even though they're not filled with water. Now, yeah. if they're not filled with water, I would have thought that technically they're fit to be planted. So therefore, yet they're still not they're still not included. My time, Papa, the Adam wrote says, the When a person purchases a field, he wants that field to have the appearance of just being one contiguous parcel of land. He doesn't want it to have the appearance, ultimately, again, of being chopped up by ditches or by mounds. So I will say, so that's taloch abai, that's taloch abai mecher. Hochamai. So the will say, interestingly enough, Sinev so will say let's take a step back. So remember, how we in this? Now, what about by Kiddushin? Kiddushin? right? Reuven says to Rachel, Reuven says to Rachel, Haryat nekudesh asli, Amena Yeishli base kor offer right on the condition that I have a base kor of land. So <coughs> now what happens? What happens? Let's say in the field there are ditches that are more than ten tefachim or mounds that are more than ten tefachim. Do those ditches or do those mounds count as part of the field or not? So Rabbi say So what do we say? So the says. How come I O or Allah Do we compare Hegdish ultimately again? Sorry. Do we compare kiddushin to hagdish? both say, Remember again. In Hegdish, in Hekdish, the ditches and the mounds are included, right? The only reason they were excluded in this case is why. Remember why? They're filled with water, right? But normally again they would be included. So ultimately, again, do we compare Kiddushin to Hegdish? Or ultimately again, do we compare Hegdish, sorry, do we compare Kiddushin to Meher, to a sale? By a sale, we established ultimately again they're excluded, or say they're not counted. To which the Gemara says, Mistabra, appears that ultimately, again, we compare Kiddushin ultimately to hegdish. The Amrullah, ana tarachna He says, to no, no, we're going to include the ditches and include the mountains. Don't worry, it's on me. Or I'll, I'll get in there, you know, and plant, or I'll get up there and plant. In other words, the tircha, the tircha is on me. You don't have to worry about it. As long as there is a base core of plantable area, ultimately, again, that is enough. So therefore, I say, la Again, I, just, I, I want to be clear on that. Okay, so remember, just by, by the hektish case, by the hektish case, the reason why the mounds and the ditches were excluded is because the way the Gemara set it up was the ditches were filled with water and therefore unplantable. The mashmoles from that is if they were plantable, they would be included. So again, by hektish, by hektish, ditches and mounds normally would be included. By mecher, by a sail, ditches and mounds won't be included. Where does kiddushin fit in? Bottom line, kedushin fits in. Kedushin is compared to hakdish, and therefore, again, aloch alamaisa, they're included. And he could say to her, "Don't worry, it's a plantable area. The tiroch the extra effort is on me." Incredible. will say mishnah. We'll say now we come to a really fascinating sugya. call we'll tonight So say so. Up until this point, that we've been focusing on t'nai conditions, right? So you, all of these cases have been where Reuben is affecting kedushin with a t'nai, with a t'nai. And we've just kind of tried, been trying to figure out what is considered to be satisfaction of that t'nai. Now Rabo says something a little bit different. Something a little bit different. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, Rabbi Meir Omer, call t'nai sheino ki t'nai b'nei, b'nei Ruvain, ino t'nai. Rabbi Meir says, any t'nai that is not like the Tanai of Benay God and b'nei Ruvain is not a t'nai. And I will say. What's the tonight of B'nei God and B'nei Ruvain? So let's we'll say, remember again, this is where, let's take a look at Rashi. It's a little bit of a long Rashi, but it behooves us, take a look at it. Okay, B'nei, God, B'nei Ruvain, Rashi says, <laughs> to say, Now listen to this. Let me say this outside. The t'nai of B'nei Gad Ruvain is as follows. If you, I don't know, if any, if you have the, if you have one of newer Gemara and you have the P'sukim on the on the side, so you can take, actually, let's take a look at the positive so what we'll says so Moshe Avinu says? Remember, Bnei Gad and Bnei want to settle in the lands of Sichon and Og, quote unquote, on the other side of the Jordan. Moshe Abenu says, if you go with your brothers to conquer Eretz Yisrael, if you go with your brothers ultimately again to conquer the land, right then you Could have your portion in the Transjordanian lands. I will say, fine, discussion over. But then Moshe did something very interesting. What did he do? He phrased the negative. And if you don't go with your brothers to conquer the land of Israel, you will not get your portion in the Transjordanian lands. So I will say, so this becomes, yeah, the next verse right? If you don't go, so What's interesting to note is Moshe Rabbeinu felt compelled to phrase this both in the positive, if you do, then you could have, and if you don't do, you can't have. He phrased the Tanai both in the positive as well as in the negative. So I say, Rabbi Meir calls this, Rabbi Meir understands that what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing was creating the paradigm for a Tanai. Paradigm for a Tanai is, is B'nai G'od and B'nai Ruving. Rashi says, I'm sorry, let's, let's go back right to Mishnah. Meir Omer, So Rabbi Meir says, every T'nai, in order to be a valid binding T'nai, must follow the B'nai G'an and B'nai Ruvein paradigm, which is, needs to be phrased both, in the positive as well as in the negative. Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel Omer, Tzarech HaDavah LaOmro, no, so Moshe says Moshe Benu is not creating a, a a tenai paradigm. He he needed to convey something in part. What did he need to convey? So the Gemara says so say here is the problem. If Moshe Benu would have just said would have just said that Bnei Gad if you don't go to battle, right? So remember Moshe Benu says if you go to battle, you'll get your portion. He had to say if you don't go to battle, you won't get your portion. Where won't you get your portion? In the Transjordanian lands. But where will you get a portion? And Eretz Yisrael will say, oh, I'll tell you something. There's no such thing as a Jew who doesn't have a portion in Eretz Yisrael. So i us say there are two places where every Jew has a portion, right? Right? Every single Jew has a portion of Olam Haba, and every single Jew has a portion of Olam But your portion of Olam to be honest, is not our homes that we own here. The portion of Olam Hazan that, that we that we have, that each of us are entitled to, is a piece of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, it's incredible. So Rechanina ben Gamil says, Moshe Aenu had to phrase it in the negative as well, because the negative teaches me, If you don't comply, you won't get the Transjordanian lands, but you will still get a portion in Eretz Yisrael. So again, he says, so, had he not, had he not stated it in the negative, the negative tells me, if you don't need the war effort, you won't get your air in the trans lands, but you will still get your air portion in Eretz and Eretz as well. So, we'll say, so therefore, <laughs> Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Meir says, every single Tanai has to be doubled, has to be stated in the positive, has to be stated in the negative. And if it's not, and if it's not, then what? The Tanai is not binding. Rabbi Hanina ben Gam and where, and where does Rabbi Meir get this from? He understands that Moshe Rabbeinu was creating a paradigm for tonight. Rabbi Hanina ben Gamnil says, no he wasn't, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't creating a paradigm, right? Rather, what was Moshe Rabbeinu doing? Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convey to them, if you lead the battle, you'll get the lands you want. If you don't lead the battle, you won't get the lands you want. But of course, you will still get a portion in Eretz Yisrael. Incredible, says the Gemara. Shapir coming, Rabbi Chani ben Amiel, Rabbi Mayor, Rabbi, Rabbi Chani ben is saying good, and of he, he has a good time. He has a good. He has a good. He has a good response for a mayor. Rabbi Mayor Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says no, no, no. Let's say, at, at the end of the day, all Moshe Leinu needed to say, according to Rabbi Chani ben all Moshe needed to say is, if you don't if you don't pass over, in other words, if you don't lead the war effort, you will get a portion, ultimately, again, within your brethren. Why did Moshe Leinu have to add in Be'eretz kinan Sh'ma mino, letenai da'asa. I will say ultimately again because Moshe Aminu was coming to establish a Tanai Kafel, a positive and a negative version of the same Tanai. Rabbi Haninah ben Gamliol hamar, ilo kosev rachmona ba Eretz had the Torah not said I Moshe Aminu did not mention Eretz Kinan, hava Aminu, v'naachsu b'sochachem begilad, Eretz Kinnan, I would have thought ultimately again, v'naachsu b'sochem means on the Transjordanian lands, aval ba Eretz Kinnan but perhaps again, B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain would forfeit their portion in Eretz Yisrael altogether. Rabbi Meir says. Rabbi Meir says, no, no, no. Besochahem, di de'islechu mashma. Besochahem means within your brethren, and within your brethren ultimately means wherever Klal Yisrael is. Whereas Klal Yisrael, Klal Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Chani Ben Ammiel. Mashlam Adam So what's Rabbi Chani Ben Ammiel says, he gives a mashal. It's, it's an interesting, mashal. He tries to prove a point from this mashal. He says the following. La Adam Shai Mechalek Nechasav Lebanav. A man was dividing up his estate amongst his children. So he says, my first son should inherit a particular field. Oploni sa deploni. My second son should inherit a particular field. Oploni deploni. My third son, I want him to pay two hundred Zuz to the other brothers, and he'll inherit another field and if he doesn't give the 200 zus, then he'll just inherit alongside with his brothers with the rest of the estate So the what causes him ultimately again if he fails to pay what causes him to go ahead and inherit with the rest of his brothers in the, in the estate the doubling of the t'nai ultimately again causes in other words so we'll say, it's interesting this isn't like a very compelling a compelling Proof, because Rabbi Hanayi ben Gamliel is just creating, he's just, he's creating his own Mashal that suits his shita. right? So what he's saying ultimately over here, he's saying over here that Allah HaLemaysa, that it's the doubling of the Tanami Garam Lo, of HaMachav, Shal Lo Garam I have a damya, so halo Damya Mashal Mas but the Mashal doesn't fit with the Mishnah, Katani Yesh So we'll say again, you inferred from the Mishnah that if B'nei Gada B'nei Ruben wouldn't fight, then what? Then what? They wouldn't (laughs) even inherit an Eretz Yisrael. So the doubling of the tonight would work for Eretz Gilad as well. Here you're saying what caused him to inherit with his brothers. But you're saying over here in the case of the Mashal that i will say in the Mishnah it sounds like the doubling would allow him ultimately again to inherit the so I'm not Gilad. Here I will say in the Mashal, sounds like ultimately, again, the Kfela, the doubling of the Tanai, would allow him to inherit with his brothers with the rest of the portion. So the Mishnah is talking about before he made, made his previous Drasha of an Aksu. Here he's talking about after he made the Drasha of an Aksu. Okay, so I will say, so bottom line, bottom line, out of all this, we have a fundamental Machlokas. The fundamental machlokas is when Moshe Rabbeinu made the double Tanai, also when to say, double tonight is phrasing the tonight the condition in the positive and in the negative, right? Ultimately, again, is Moshe Rabbeinu did that with Bnei Gad and Bnei Reuven. If you leave the military campaign in Eretz Israel, you can have the Transjordanian lands. If you don't leave the military campaign, you don't get the Transjordanian lands. So we'll say, Rabbi Meir says, Moshe Abenu, you're creating a paradigm, creating a paradigm, right? Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, Rabbi ben ben he's not creating a paradigm, not at all creating a paradigm. I so why did he double it? Why did he double it? He was doubling it because remember again, the, especially the negative part of the Tanai, shows. Bnei Gad if you don't need the military campaign, you don't get the lens that you want. But what? But what? You still, of course, will get a portion in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the shayla Has Moshe been created a will say it's such a Moser skill. When great people do things, when great people do things, we're both saying, sometimes people look at their actions and they're like, oh, that's a paradigm. I will say this is very important to go ahead and be mindful of. Because we'll say all of us are great leaders in some capacity. Maybe it's in our family. Or maybe it's in our community, or maybe it's in our place of work, but all of us generally in some sphere of life have people who look to us and it's important to understand that sometimes people will look at our actions and they'll say, Oh, if if so and so is acting that way, that must be a paradigmatic form of behavior. And how often, especially, again, in the context of children, that children could see, right, for a child, a parent is the leader. For a child, parent is their Moshe Rabbeinu. So if my parent is doing it this way, this must be the paradigmatic form of behavior. And let say how carefully we have to be with that to hopefully try to set the right paradigms for anyone who is looking to us for leadership. An awesome responsibility but one in which we are obligated to bear. Incredible. So we'll say, you have Rabbi Meir saying, Moshev created the paradigm. Rabbi Hanim and gamiel said, no, he didn't. So we'll say, so now, we're going to come to some interesting keys. In the remaining time that we have, some really very interesting cases. So we'll say, let's go. So Bishram, Rabbi Meir, will say, this is wild. In safety Seis. we will say, this week's parsha. This is kain in hevel kain in hevel so remember again, after, it's incredible. The timing of this is absolutely incredible. So i will say, so I, so just, I want, to, I want to point out, remember, B'nai, Gana B'nai Ruf, and I will say, what is that talking about? It's talking about war in Eretz Yisrael. War in Eretz So let me teach you about war in Eretz Yisrael. G'mar is now bringing down again this week's partial. Incredible. So i will say, so what is the passage? So remember, just to give you context, context, that what happens if, so Kain, was upset, Oh, one second. I lost the Gemara. Good, Saitiv Seis. Remember again, Cain is, Kain is upset because, because his carbon wasn't accepted. So HaKadosh Baruch says to him, don't be sad, right? Haloim saitiv Seis. If you improve yourself, Tativ, right? Saitiv, right? You make yourself better. Seis, you'll be lifted up. Vimlos saitiv. that is incredible. HaKadosh Baruch says to Cain, if you don't improve yourself, lepesach Chatas Roveits then ultimately, again, you will find yourself at this threshold of sin. So I'll say, it's interesting, that the Ribon Shalom sets the Kayin both in the positive and in the negative. So the Gemara says, listen to this, so right, so the Gemara says, 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 it's incredible, so the Gemara says, even the Ribon Shalom uses a Tenai Kafel, right? that wasn't true, this is in Beresh, this is before Matan Torah, you can't learn halacha from this, but what you can learn is what? Precedent. You can learn precedent. So you see that even the Shel olam, when communicating with Kayin, Kayin, if you get Shefale, if you get your act together, you're going to be great. If you don't get your act together, you're standing at the threshold of sin who says you don't need a tonight kafel So why did the Kashbar, who say both in the positive and the negative. because you would have thought, Igra." Well say, it's interesting. Sometimes also the way we look at life is, I would have thought when Kashbarkh, who says says, "If you improve yourself, then there'll be reward. And if you don't improve yourself I Im we'll say, I might have thought maybe the formula for life is like this. If you do good, right? Im if you improve yourself, there's reward. And I say, if you don't improve yourself, then what? Then what? Parif, there's no reward and there's no punishment. Kamashla, say, failure to improve oneself. The result of that, the Pesach Chatas say, if I'm not moving up, I'm only moving down. That's the way life works. There is no way to remain stationary in life. Imseitiv, I say, such an incredible Moshe Rabbeinu skill. Imseitiv, if I improve myself, say, I'm lifted up. The most If I don't improve myself, I don't improve myself, right? I don't do anything to lift myself up. Then haloch ala not not staying stationary, but ultimately, again, I'm only going down. Only going down. Incredible. I will say, what a Muslim ask for life. There is no treading water in the Sea of Ruchnius. If I'm treading, I'm drowning. If I'm treading, I'm drowning. I'm either moving up or I'm moving down. Incredible. So Let's we'll say, listen to this. Next parasha. Next parasha is Chay Sara. is incredible. We'll say Chay Sara. This is by when Armavinu dispatches Eliezer to go find a wife for to go find a wife for Yitzchak. So what does the Pasek say? If you go ahead and you try. And she won't come with you. She won't come with you. Astina Tina Kemi Alasi, you will be absolved of mouth. Because remember again, Abram made Eliezer swear that he would only find the wife for Yitzchak from his family. So the Basic says again, if you go and you try and she doesn't want to come back with you, then ultimately again you will be absolved of the oath so once again i both say phrasing the positive and the negative so this makes sense why do you have to phrase it both the positive and the negative I would have thought as follows otherwise I would have felt like this maybe, maybe as I listen as long as the girl wants to come even if her family doesn't want to come, just bring her even against their will. So why does the have to say if the woman doesn't want if the girl doesn't want? I would have thought, maybe if the family was willing, but the girl wasn't willing, still bring her against her will. So what Avram was saying was as follows. The positive and the negative, the, 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 double, the, double, the doubling of the of the oath, will Say, are there to teach us what? Rabbalu I mean, Say, I only want you to bring back a wife if both what? If both what? The girl and her family are both interested in the Shidduch. If, if one of the two are not interested, even if the other one is, do not bring back the girl. Incredible. One more, will Say. One more. It's incredible. So remember, what does the parasha say? The parasha says, If you walk in the ways of my statutes, you will receive reward. And then it says, If you despise my Torah, you'll be punished. So I'll say once again, freezing it in the positive and the negative. Why do I need both? Why do I need both? So, both we'll say contrary This makes sense. You need both the positive and the negative. Who, does, who doesn't require tonight kafel. Let it just say in the positive. Both say, let it just say. If you walk in the ways of my Torah, you'll see reward, and I can understand that. If I don't walk in the ways of Torah, then Hashem to will be punished. It's treich. Both we'll say, here we go. Aminah. In bechul, Asu, Klala, we'll say once again like we saw before and that by Baikayim. If was say had it just phrased in the positive, I would have said like this. If you walk in the ways of Torah, bracha. We will say if you don't walk in the ways of Torah, parif. Parif. No bracha, no klala, kind of just whatever, just parif. And we'll say, Kamash no, Kamash life doesn't work that way either and there's reward, or and there's punishment. I will say such an overwhelming. You say, I will say. You know, sometimes you learn these things. A the person thinks to themselves, "It's exhausting to be a Jew." Right. In other words, I want to, I will say, you no. Know, don't, don't, don't we sometimes just want like a moment where I could just be? I could just be, right? I don't want to go up. I don't want to go down. I just, I just want to be. For a couple of minutes, not, 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 not a couple of years, just like mm-hmm. 16 minutes, right, I'll even set the timer, I just want to be, let's say the Avoda, the Avoda that we have is Adam the Yulat, we were not put in this world to coast, and we were not put in this world to tread, and we were not put in this world to stay in place, we weren't, that's just, yeah, life is exhausting, and life is overwhelming, especially when we have a week, like, like cloudy Yisrael has had and we feel spent, we feel spent physically, we feel spent emotionally, we feel spent spiritually. I will say, but when we are, when we feel most worn out, is death good the time when we have the obligation to push ourselves even more. Because I will say again, like said, this was Kayin's failure. You see Kayin, I will say, if you think about it, and this, this will stop, what was Kain's fundamental failure? It's so fascinating. Kayin's failure was, he realized he needed to up his game. He needed to up his game. But he figured there's a better way to up my game then go ahead and work harder on myself. How do you up your game? Eliminate the competition, right? So just take, take out my brother. And if I take out my brother, I'm the only guy left. I'm the only guy left. And therefore, by definition, I'm doing great. What Kayin didn't realize Rebosai, is that Ruchnius is not relative. Ruchnius is not relative. In other words, my spiritual success is not relative to yours. Well. I, I'm doing much you see that guy? Like, I'm doing so much more than that guy. Right? So, I'm doing great. to both say, there's always someone that you are doing better than in the realm of Ruchnius. And then there's always a whole segment of Klav Yisrael that you're doing much less than. Ruchnius is not relative. Right? At the end of the day, each of us has the obligation to push ourselves and push ourselves and push ourselves. And when we think that we can't push ourselves anymore, I push myself just a little bit more. Not even a lot more, just a little bit more. If I'm not going up by definition, I'm not going down. And especially in these incredibly difficult times, where sometimes we feel so powerless, we're not powerless at all. We are so dramatically and amazingly powerful, especially in the world of Ruchnios. And if we now recognize these lessons, if we just take the opportunity when we're most fatigued and most burnt out and most tired, just to give ourselves one more little nudge. We'll say that one more little nudge, that's where Kiddusha is. Kiddusha is not found in comfort. Kidusha's found in that little moment of discomfort when I push myself a little bit more. Halavai, we'll each be Hashem to find our bichu gosay We'll each be Hashem to find our Imsaitiv se'es. And halavai, where we find Kiddusha, that's where we can do the most for our brothers and sisters. say Shkaya and Gatshah. All right, Good Shabbos, everyone. Michael, Richard, Ira, Mark. Great to see you. i say good Shabbos to good Shabbos. Hatslocha and safety to all of you and your families.